0: Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con March 22nd through the 24th.
1: That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana
0: Convention Center. In
1: Indianapolis. Let's do that.
0: (laughs) So, if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello.
1: Yeah, I believe it was booth
0: 1710.
1: 1710. Yes. So, it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah. This is going to be like Megacon. Yeah. Unfortunately, I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there... But he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her.
0: And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio. Because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, we'll see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days... Are you going to be there one more time?
0: Uh, We're going to be there the 22nd to the 24th of March.
1: Mm -hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon.
0: We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. What's your favorite scary movie?
1: What's the boogeyman?
0: You hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? Showtime! Hello, everybody.
1: Welcome to episode one of the "You Can't Kill the Boogeyman" podcast with me, Sammy,
0: and I'm Robbie.
1: And we're super excited to be here today. Yes,
0: this is our very first episode of our new podcast. Mm -hmm. You can't kill the boogeyman.
1: Yeah, and we're not just talking about health issues. Exactly. <laughs> which is what we talk about on The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain, usually. So,
0: so we wanted to switch it up, have a mm-hmm. little more excitement and fun with mm-hmm. everything. Yep. And we are both big horror fans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We actually just got done shooting a horror movie for the OIF Film Challenge. That's
1: the Orlando Independent Filmmakers.
0: Yep, our film got picked. Mm-hmm. I'm currently editing it. Yes. I'm going to be done with it hopefully by this week
1: mm-hmm. so very exciting stuff so actually by the time this episode comes out in theory he should be done with it yeah but we'll we'll see yeah <laughs> how that goes after
0: re-record tonight I'm gonna be working on that tonight mm-hmm.
1: yeah just as a heads up the plan is right now probably for episodes to come out every other
0: Every other Thursday. Every other
1: Thursday. So sorry. So every other Thursday we will plan to release an episode. So that could change. Might do it more often. Might have to do it less often. But right now the plan is every other Thursday to have a new episode out.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And you guys can follow us at on Instagram. Yes. Boogeyman Pod.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. At Boogeyman Pod. Yep. You so can follow y- us on there. You can also email us at boogeymanpod at gmail.com if you have any comments thoughts suggestions for for us to watch anything yes we do have a list started of movies that we're going to go through and then eventually we will hit a time period when we will be looking I think for what our next steps will be correct Mm -hmm. yeah for sure correct Mm -hmm.
0: so are you ready to start the
1: episode yeah let's just jump in so we're super excited to kick off today's episode, or the very first episode of our show, with Robbie's favorite scary movie. Don't answer the door, don't leave the house, don't answer the phone, but most of all, don't scream. That's right, it's the original scream. Listen, asshole! No, you listen, you little bitch! If you hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand?
0: How can you not like the original scream? Well, let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. Sammy. What's your favorite scary movie?
1: Probably Halloween. Yeah. Although Scream has actually grown on me quite a bit over the years, possibly because you love it so much and we've seen it yeah a bit more often. I I do actually enjoy this movie a lot too.
0: We actually just went out and bought the fifth DVD, the reboot, the reboot, and we'll get into everything and where mm-hmm. we rate each. Movie.
1: Yeah, I kind of figured maybe when we finish up with the last scream, then we can kind of say what order we put them in. Yeah, that might be a good time. Also, in general, when we're doing movie reviews for the show, we're not really looking to bash movies. We may not like everything about it, or have things that we don't necessarily like about the story or what they do with characters and whatnot, but. As a general rule, we are not here to bash filmmakers because right. he is a filmmaker and and it's everybody's art and opinion and right. just I, I hate to to trash on, on right. people's movies, especially when we're not professional movie critics.
0: Right. it's
1: We're mostly going to talk about things that we like and we're going to talk about movies that we like. So if you don't like the original Scream, we're not going to complain about it on this show, just as a heads up
0: everybody's entitled to their opinion
1: but you are certainly entitled to your
0: but opinion, yes. buckle in it'll be a good show we have some a good show for you guys lined
1: mm-hmm. up all right so you ready for a summary of the movie yes okay so so sorry too if you hear any funny noises that's like that that dogs. is a dog sneezing that's raven we have two puppies in here well guess everyone's not technically a puppy she's like nine years old but she
0: is feisty enough to be a puppy
1: yes she is very silly they're two german shepherds raven is adopted we rescued her and then we have our i still call him a puppy but he's gonna be three next year in 2023 we got him during covid it's lucifer lucifer yeah. morning star for those of you who like the show so we
0: like the show Mm -hmm. like horror so that only goes Mm -hmm. well with it
1: yeah so when you're watching this on youtube so sorry you might hear some funny noises like the dog sneezing (laughs) it happens but we let them in here because they would prefer to be in here versus outside the door where they may bark and make other noises exactly all right so ready for the summary here we go the sleepy little town of woodsboro just woke up screaming there's a killer in their midst who's seen a few too many scary movies. Suddenly, nobody is safe as the psychopath stalks victims, taunts them with trivia questions, then rips them to bloody shreds. It could be anybody. Dum dum, John. Like it? Ah, so much fun all right so release date this movie came out December 20th 1996 that's right it was a Christmas movie yeah <laughs> which is
0: release always funny
1: in. to think about
0: actually had a great box office because of the releasing time
1: mm-hmm. it is rated R of course for violence and the strong graphic horror gore and language Duh makes sense, right? The genre, obviously, it is a horror comedy. Director, Wes Craven, who Robbie loves. Definitely one of his favorites, right? Yeah. Not mistaken. Yeah. Producer was Kathy Conrad and Carrie Woods. Writer was Kevin Williamson, who we will see pop up a few more times. times. (laughs) Definitely. And as Robbie said, opening weekend, the movie made 6.3 million. So
0: not a bad weekend Keep in especially mind, in this 2006 is
1: 96
0: 96 Yeah, a little Oops. bit further
1: back. No worries.
0: But that's that's great in 96.
1: It's box office gross in the USA was 103.7 million. That's excellent. Especially because its budget was 15 million. So, it definitely made its movie back. It made about half of its budget back just in the first weekend. Yeah. Not quite half, but
0: It's probably the why they decided to give it another mm-hmm another show Mm as
1: sequel yeah some more yeah it's runtime is an hour and 51 minutes and it was distributed by dimension films which is miramax miramax but
0: bonus question what big production company owns miramax if they want to put out an r-rated film which production company is it
1: who is the big studio that owns it do you want me to answer
0: yeah who do you think it is it's disney you're right anytime yeah. disney disney just can't come out and say oh, we want to re- produce an r-rated movie mm-hmm. so they distribute it on their Mirax brand so it's their subsidiary company that does with mm-hmm. all their r-rated movies yeah so when you see that no disney owns it
1: so scream is a disney movie yeah in my mind yeah. goes along with my other podcast, right? So yep. it, it all ties in together. Just if you don't know, I do the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, go check it out. If you like Disney movies that are not horror movies, right. And <laughs> with my best friend, Ashley. So that's, that's another drop right there. Another plug for you. All right. So I look up every show we'll do. I've looked up ratings, but I only look on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb because otherwise it's just too much effort for me. So The official critic score on Rotten Tomatoes was 79% for this movie. Audience score also 79% and IMDb had it at a 7.4 out of 10. So it's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. So I, I was just like, okay, yeah, I could see that and I understand it. Yeah. All right. So filming locations, that's always something interesting to kind of look into. Filming locations included Glen Ellen, Santa Rosa, Helzberg, Sonoma, and Tomales, California. Okay. The house of Barrymore's character is situated southeast of Santa Rosa on Sonoma Mountain Road, directly facing the house used in the horror film Cujo. Fun fact and tie in there for you. I did not know that. The home of Sidney Prescott is located near Calistoga. I'm so sorry if I'm saying these wrong. North of Santa Rosa. Tatum's house is situated on McDonald Avenue in Santa Rosa next to the houses used in Pollyanna, which is a 1960 movie, and Shadow of Doubt from 1943. So, makes sense. Obviously, they're going to be using houses, reusing houses in the same area of places that they filmed before, because it's Hollywood for you, right? Right. It, It makes sense. The home of Stu which is the location for the entire third act, is a house on Tamales Road east of Tamales Bay that had only recently become available after the death of its owners. Really? So, That's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting little fact right there. That's how they got that house. Okay, the Woodsboro town square, including the fountain where many of the cast sit in an early scene is represented by the Heldsburg town square. Okay, and
0: I think that's the that's if I, I'm not mistaken, that's mm-hmm. after they get all at, interrogated by the police. Yeah, where they're
1: at, chilling. They're, at chillin', they're yeah. like,
0: "How do you gut somebody?" And everything. And there's that
1: whole gross conversation about putting body your liver, in, or the yeah, so you in, liver the in the mailbox. Yeah, organs in the mailbox. Yes. And they make all sorts of jokes about it, and Sydney is not amused. Right. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the scene. Yep and fun fact i think a lot of people know but just in case the production was forced to find another location for the school and ended up filming at Sonoma Community Center southeast of Santa Rosa more on that in a minute i will definitely share a little bit more about that so our cast the it's insane to think that this cast is like iconic now right. but back when they were putting this together it some of these people were not super well known no i would no say they weren't nev kimball was sydney prescott our main scream queen she's also on party of five at the same time that this was going on so not totally unknown right david arquette was dewey riley so he's A key character in this entire film series, all the way through the most recent film. Yep. Courtney Cox was Gail Weathers. Love her. She's terrible, but I love her character. She's, uh, she definitely brings some entertainment. We'll just say that. Matthew Lillard was Stu. Rose McGowan was Tatum. Skeet Ulrich was Billy Loomis.
0: Billy Loomis. Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: I wonder how that ties in. Mm. More to come on that jamie kennedy was randy and robbie loves randy yeah yeah i would him. be a
0: randy if if yes, life was a would. horror movie
1: he would be the randy for sure w earl brown was kenny brown joseph whip was our sheriff burke leave schreiber cotton weary which leave has done a lot of this is where you gotta start yeah the, a lot of these are early starts for these these actors yeah Drew Barrymore, of course, was Casey Becker. That was a big draw for the movie. And Roger L. Jackson was the voice of Ghostface. And which, that's
0: been pretty lucrative through yeah, for him.
1: Yeah, he has definitely made some bank, I think, probably off of doing the, the yeah. voice. <laughs> Being used over and over again. Yeah. All right, so ready for some film facts? Yeah, I am. All right. The party scene near the end of the film runs 42 minutes long that's time. Okay. that is time. a long party it was shot over the course of 21 days from wow. the time sunset to the time it rose so these were all overnight shoots wow. for 21 days that's crazy
0: they had a ton of film to
1: edit oh my gosh i can't imagine after it wrapped the crew had shirts made that read i survived scene 118 which was the name of the scene during shooting the cast and crew jokingly called it the longest night in horror history. Uh, it just makes me laugh to think about it. It sounds awful, and I would have hated to be involved in that. It looks very cool at the end. But I bet if you were
0: on a movie like Scream, I think you would have loved it. Even though staying up that light kind of sucks, mm-hmm. but you're just kind of taking it in, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it would just all the energy and people mm-hmm. on set. It's
1: crazy, though. All right, so the high school scenes were to be shot at Santa Rosa High School in California. However, very close to the shooting date, the school board read the script and oh, yeah? denied the film to be shot there due to the violent nature. As they were under the impression that the film was a comedy.
0: Really? Something they called Scream?
1: And originally it was called, called Scary, scary movie. movie. So I don't know where they got the comedy aspect from. Although, to be fair, I guess a scary movie yeah. did come out later later. That was a comedy, but still. And production was moved to Heldsburg, California. As payback, director Wes Craven put in the end credits under the special thanks section no thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa City School District Governing Board
0: he put that in the credits he did I did not even uh, know that under
1: special thanks yes so I it's gotta go back and look at it uh, to look for yeah that cracks me up
0: <laughs> I can see Wes Craven
1: doing that I I don't blame him it if I remember right reading about it it caused a big headache for them having to move everything and find another location I'm sure and it was all kind of last minute so it was a disaster I think it was literally like the day of or like a day before or maybe even two days before they were supposed to start shooting that they were told no and It sounds like a mess. Yeah. The director of photography, Mark Irwin, was fired a week before shooting was to end. Really? This is very interesting. Director Wes Craven, upon reviewing the dailies, found that the footage was out of focus and unusable. And Irwin was ordered to fire and replace his camera crew. When Irwin responded that they'd have to fire him too, they did just that.
0: Don't, Don't stick your nose in it.
1: Yikes, 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 yikes. Filming took place over eight weeks, according to this. But they spent three weeks just on the last film scene alone. So yeah, yeah. The special effects artists used about 50 gallons of blood, by the way.
0: Wow, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of blood.
1: Yeah. Now we've got some killer facts to share. Total number of deaths, seven for this first movie. Not too bad. I feel like that's a respectable number. Okay, I can number. see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: So we have right at the beginning, Steven, Casey's boyfriend, who is gutted by Ghostface, a.k.a. Stu.
0: Right. Stu was
1: hiding in the backyard and Billy was on the phone yeah. calling Casey. And for all the screen movies, I try and break, break it down like this. I found some good websites, which I will share at the end, that kind of help break everything down to make it easier on where the Ghostface and who the Ghostface is. So Casey was stabbed to death by Stu which was confirmed later because they make a reference to the fact that Casey had dumped Stu later in in another scene. I think actually the fountain scene is when they talk about that, or it's just briefly mentioned. Right. The idea, you know, they were together. So obviously Billy and Stu were playing all this together. They were both at the house together because there's also one point. Is this the one where they ask which door he's at? that's one of the trivia yes. questions okay yeah what so yeah so when you ask Casey which door am I at there's no right answer because obviously one is at the front one is at the back right so that was one of the the fun things about the trivia but in theory Billy helped gut and hang Casey from the tree right probably was not something one person could do alone no so in the end they both destroyed her <laughs> gutted it or whatever he want to say <sighs> Arthur Hembry was stabbed, gutted, and hung from the goalpost by Billy Loomis. That was the principal. That's the principal. Yeah, aka Henry Winkler. Just, just some fun facts there for you.
0: I wonder why they killed the Henry, the the principal.
1: Sometimes in these movies, like there's some very clear. I get why you killed A, B, and C, and then I feel like there's always at least one in Scream where I'm like, well, why did they kill that person? It's like. Maybe just he, because I don't I know. think
0: just because I mean,
1: I mean, why not?
0: He got on Billy and Steve. I mean, Stu, I mean, Stu.
1: <laughs> yeah. But,
0: I mean, that's the only reason I can come up with is. Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't think it's very explicit as none. to why. But why not? It's a horror movie, right? Right. Tatum was crushed by a garage door when Billy raised it and This makes sense because Billy was not invited to Stu's party where Tatum was killed. And then in theory, there's also there was some talk at the it was like a grocery store between Sydney and Tatum where they were talking about about Billy. And Tatum was just like, you know, you should dump him, whatever. He's not worth it. And there was a ghost face there, right, like lurking in the background. So the idea is that was also Billy, and he overheard Tatum, and he was just like, "All right, well, fuck you." So I'm gonna.
0: That's that's why she had to go. you
1: at the garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kenny was uh, had his throat slit by Stu.
0: Yeah, that's Gail Weather's cameraman.
1: No longer, unfortunately. Stu was stabbed. There's a whole nonsense between him and and Billy where they're trying to, you know,
0: frame each other.
1: Well, they're trying to frame, frame Sydney's dad. So right. they're trying to mess each other up. That was a bunch of nonsense. But he ultimately got it when his head was crushed and he was electrocuted by TV courtesy of Sydney.
0: So, do you in on- theory, honestly, I don't think that would have killed him.
1: Mm, but we shall discuss this in our next episode. Yep. As to why he may not count as a death. Right. Billy was stabbed, obviously. Same thing, stabbing each other, and then and he got attacked him. a lot by Sydney, and and he eventually was shot in the head, and that was what ultimately killed him.
0: Sydney shot him in the head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because it was uh, gail Gale, Gale shot
1: him, but that didn't kill him because right. you know they always come back.
0: Right. And he jumps up, and she shoots shoots him.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It was so Randy, she was Gale, and. Sydney at the end at the end Mm -hmm. and Dewey
0: Dewey was got stabbed in the Mm -hmm. back
1: yes so at when Sydney was attacked at her house Stu attacked her in the costume Billy was on the phone with her and we know this because Billy came in through the window and dropped his phone right and that's why he should have been arrested right but it didn't work out because they let him go right but there it was right there right in front of you The call when she was at the Riley House, so when she was spending the night with Tatum, Stu called Sydney to clear Billy's name, basically, to try and take the heat off of him since he had been arrested already, because at this time, obviously, no one was aware that there would be two killers.
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: In the bathroom, I read that it was probably Billy, because if you look at the pants and the shoes, it looked like the same clothes that Billy had on. Okay. I don't know. How true that is. I've also heard some people think that that ghost face wasn't real and Sydney just was freaking out and imagined it and he never was actually in the bathroom. So take it as you will, however you interpret that um, scene. I
0: don't know.
1: I assume there really was a ghost face. Me too. But I did see on the internet some people were like, oh no, it's just a figment of her imagination.
0: So she just made it up because she was so, freaked out. So stressed out. Yes. Okay.
1: So yeah, whatever you believe. Dewey was attacked by Billy uh, because he was inside the house when Dewey was going into the house. And at that time, Stu was down to checking on Gail, who'd gotten in the car crash, right? To see if she was dead. Right. And then Randy saw him, which is why when they come back and Sydney's trying to figure out what's going on, Randy's just like, It's Stu, it's Stu. And of course, at this point, Sydney doesn't know what to believe she's because like, then Stu's saying no, it's Randy, but like, Randy fuck, was right.
0: Fuck, fuck you both.
1: Mm-hmm. But but Randy, Randy was right mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> now some other fun things, which I'm glad they changed this during production. Ghost Face's signature black robe was actually going to be white originally really? because he is a ghost. No, I I
0: got it. So I
1: understood it, but it was changed because there was fear that people would compare the costume to the Ku Klux Klan. Is
0: that why? (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. And then
1: I was like, oh, definitely would have looked like that with the hood and everything. Oh man. (laughs) It would have, even though you've got the different mask, I just, I could see it. So I think it's a good decision that they made to make it all black. It looks pretty cool that way too. And it makes it harder to see, you know, when you sneak it in and out of places, Mm I feel like. The scene where the killer is sneaking up behind Randy is the only one where the person in the costume is actually one of the actors rather than a stuntman. Ski Ulrich specifically asked if he could wear the costume for one scene, and that's the scene they so let So, is do. that
0: when there was a delay and they're watching him from the news van? Yeah, and like,
1: yeah. And Jamie's yeah, Jamie Kenby and he okay, Randy is sitting there and screaming at. at- Halloween. Yeah.
0: Look behind you. Look behind Jamie, you. Jamie,
1: turn around, yeah. turn around, which is hilarious because Jamie is telling Jamie to turn around because yeah. Michael Myers is back there and the whole time Ghostface is behind him. Yeah. Right. All that fun intertwining thing. Yep. But that was the only time that an actor wore it. Oh, which makes sense because cool. I mean he just kind of skulks back there. He doesn't really do anything. So I could see letting an actor at that cool. time. When this killer smashes his head through a window and Casey hits him in the face with the phone (laughs) director, Wes Craven is actually wearing the costume and was really hit in the face. That's funny. And I think that's hilarious that Wes Craven did that. It's so funny. Can you imagine Drew Barrymore getting to smack him in the face with the, Do you know why they
0: killed uh, Drew Barrymore first? Cause they wanted to make, they wanted to make scream iconic and Mm -hmm. they were saying that even if you're a big actor, you never know who's going to so, die.
1: Drew Barrymore was cast as Sydney. And, and I know that. Yes, I read this in a couple of places. She was cast as Sydney, read over the script, and then she was like, no, I want to be Casey because anything goes in this movie. Right. Which is basically what you were just saying. Anything goes, anyone can die. You never know. And if you look at it too, she's on the movie posters. Right. And is not actually one of the main stars because she's th- barely in the movie. She's in it for like 12 minutes.
0: I think it makes her part even better it makes mm-hmm. it more more iconic and makes you think of the movie
1: it's a good twist
0: absolutely
1: yes I think that was super their, well done
0: their little pre-kills mm-hmm. that's why you always have those pre-kills before the movie, movie actually starts
1: every movie yep and then you
0: have stab mm-hmm. the movie within the movie
1: mm-hmm. I think this one and then honestly I think scream 4 has the other really great opener in my opinion as yes. far as you don't really know what's going to happen and right. what the next twist is going to be. Right. But we will get there when we get to Scream 4.
0: Yeah, this is just Scream 1.
1: And to date, this is the only Scream film in which the two killers are the same gender. Billy and Stu are both male. But after this, you always have one woman and one man.
0: Yes, you do. Yeah.
1: So they'll have to switch that up maybe for the next one. We'll see. All right, so special effects. I don't have this for every episode of this series, just so you know, but I found a lot of interesting things about this movie in particular. So I want to throw it in here, especially with it being our first episode. Right. So to produce the more grizzly effects for the film, the producers recruited KNB effects, team Howard Berger, Robert Kurtzman, and Gregory Nicotero, which I believe Gregory Nicotero is like a big name if I remember right. I think he was part of the walking dead and some of those other like big horror movies
0: wouldn't surprise me I, I don't believe know
1: him. that's him I feel like if you saw his face you would recognize him I'll have to maybe see if I can post something on Instagram about him but if I remember right I know his name Greg Nicotero I think he's big in the horror movie scene so it makes sense that they would have the whole team to do this though
0: right absolutely
1: some some other fun facts. We've talked about the costume for Ghostface, but where did Ghostface the mask come from, right? Hmm. While location scouting, uh, one of the producers discovered the Ghostface mask hanging from a post inside the house. And it was previously this house was used for the film Shadow of a Doubt. Craven okay. was like, oh, I want to use that mask. I love it. It's great. It's perfect. But the mask design was owned by Fun World, a costume company. So Craven... Basically, he had the and B effects creates their own versions of it enough that they looked a little bit different. You can say it was a copyright issue. He didn't like it. None of them. He was just like, "No. This this is not it." So eventually, Craven finally convinced the studio to just approach Fun World and they got permission to use the mask. And well,
0: that's great. There
1: now we're here we are.
0: I think when you buy it, I think it says Fun World on you're, when you're actually buying the mask, we
1: should look since we have we one. We just
0: bought one. That's yeah. the reason why I know this.
1: Yeah, and we'll post that too because that's another fun fact. All right, so as I said before, KNB effects created over 50 gallons of fake blood, which is normally composed of corn syrup and food dye to create the special effects of severe wounds. And actually, if I recall, our good friend Billy also makes a reference to the corn syrup, corn syrup. while he eats it off his finger.
0: Is it sweet? Would you think it would be sweet? Possibly,
1: but I don't think I'd want to still eat it off my finger.
0: Yeah, I agree because with you.
1: I can't imagine it really. You know, mm, I don't know, maybe we should make some and we'll see how it tastes. But I, I I don't know. Two of the most complex special effects in the film were the corpses of Moore and Walls, so Casey and, and Steve, her boyfriend. To allow Steve to continue to move and feign death while displaying the wound, Kane B designed a chair with no back. so the actor would kneel behind it while his upper body and head and arms were positioned within the chair seating area. If you saw it from the side, he was actually behind the sure. the body, you know with the guts and all that stuff.
0: okay, it was an act
1: which makes sense because obviously they couldn't cut him open right. An anatomical model representing the character's torso and legs, was positioned in the chair and disguised so that the actor's upper body and model appeared to be one piece. Okay. The fake abdomen was filled with rubber, latex, and gelatin pieces smeared in fake blood, the internal organs, which could then fall out and fall free. So there's, cool. there's some fun, disgusting facts for you. And the team utilized a similar approach, but replicated Barrymore's entire body, as it would be impossible to conceal her real body and display the special effects of her character when she was gutted. And I've seen pictures of that too. It's almost insane to see, like this so they fake Barrymore
0: made a basically character, a, a clone of her, and gutted it.
1: It's like a mannequin almost. So you can think of, yeah. If you see it, it's very. It looks very lifelike, though. It looks just like her. It's insane. That's Again, cool. I'll see find some pictures and post them.
0: That's really cool. All
1: right, so one of the best things about screen movies is there's always horror movie references outside of the movie that you're in. Yeah. Which is so much fun, and they continue to do this through all the films, some more than others. You're right. This one is a good one. In various theatrical trailers and TV spots, when the killer and Casey are talking on the phone, part of the theme from A Nightmare on Elm Street can be heard, which has another tie-in to
0: wes craven yes
1: exactly another because he
0: was the director of mm-hmm. nightmare on elm street
1: casey says the first uh, nightmare on elm street was good but the rest sucked <laughs> i've heard that wes craven agrees with this sentiment. so but he was i also believe i read that he wasn't sure if he should leave the line in and everyone's like no it's funny you should leave it in it's hilarious that it made it in." Funny. Joseph Whipp, who plays Sheriff Burke in Scream, also plays the sheriff in A Nightmare on Elm Street. So lots of tie ins there. Makes yeah. sense. Oh, Wes Craven makes a cameo in the movie. I'm sure lots of people know this, but just in case, he played Fred the janitor, and you can't miss him because he's wearing a red and green striped sweater, just like Freddy Krueger. And the hat too. And the hats.
0: And he has a beard on him.
1: Yes, true. And he has a beard. It's
0: good. So he kind of just looks like him. himself. Mm-hmm. But that's him.
1: And those are the actual clothes from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Which, again, pretty sure it makes sense he had access to that. I could see that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When Billy sneaks into Sydney's room through her window, startling her, he comes in basically in a way that looks just like when Glenn snuck into Nancy's room in A Nightmare on Elm Street. So another Nightmare on Elm Street tie-in. You're kind of right. the same thing. And that would be... Oh, I don't remember who played Nancy, but I believe Johnny Depp was Glenn. Yeah. In that movie. So.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. which that is was another... Johnny
0: Depp's first movie.
1: Ah, there. fun fact, I did not know. Which... Yeah,
0: first movie there for Johnny go. Depp.
1: And it's kind of funny because Skeet kind of looks like Johnny Depp, so there's kind of another little like almost. You're right, he does. I, yeah, they kind of look similar. And when... Billy comes in. He says that he came over because he was bored. He was just sitting at home watching a TV cut version of The Exorcist. Another tie-in right there. Speaking of The Exorcist, Linda Blair makes an appearance as well. There's a reporter who says people want to know. They have a right to know. That's Linda Blair from The Exorcist.
0: Yes, it is.
1: And she also was cast in Wes Craven's Summer of Fear in 1978. So there you go. Lots of tie-ins right there. Yeah. Yeah. When the killer calls Casey, he asks her, who was the killer in Friday the 13th?
0: This is actually a trick question. Mm -hmm. Who is the killer?
1: Does she get it right?
0: No, she she does not. Jason.
1: Jason. And the answer is?
0: Mrs. Voorhees.
1: Jason's mom. Jason's mother. Mm -hmm. She does not get that right. Stu and Tatum had an argument about Casey and Steve's killer. Stu said that it was a male, but Tatum said it could be a girl. Citing Basic Instinct as an example. Billy mentions Hannibal Lecter and they never decided why he liked to eat people. Oh, disgusting. Just mm, super gross. Casey says that her favorite scary movie is Halloween. Yep. Ah, I guess I have that in common with her. They obviously, as we've talked about, they watch Halloween. They actively talk about Halloween, the movie at the party at Stu's house. Yep. It's a whole big plot point with Randy. Yep. The song that Billy puts on when he and Cindy are making out in her room is a cover version of Don't Fear the Reaper, which was featured in Halloween in the scene where Laurie and Annie are driving to their babysitting jobs. There's lots of wow. John Carpenter Halloween tie-ins with these movies gotta, in case you, you haven't picked up on it.
0: You have to be up on them or you will never notice it. Yeah,
1: there's nice. a lot of these that I feel like oh, would not have picked up on. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie when Casey's parents come home to find something wrong, her father tells her mother to go to the mckinsey's it's the same thing that laurie told Lindsay and tommy to do in halloween
0: oh my goodness it's crazy i did not i did not put that together isn't it That's crazy? crazy
1: yeah same yeah. line yep yeah, mm-hmm. same thing billy's surname loomis, loomis as we kept referencing billy loomis is the same as donald pleasant's character in halloween, halloween. yep so there's your other tie-in right there And the Loomis also comes from Marion Crane's Lover in Psycho. So Mm -hmm. there's lots of, yeah, lots of tie-ins there. Lots and lots of tie-ins. Billy Loomis quotes Norman Bates saying, we all go a little mad sometimes. And when Tatum encounters the killer in the garage, she thinks it's Randy. So she says, what movie is this from? I Spit on Your Garage, which is I Spit Spit on on Your Grave. grave. Yeah, that one I did get. So (laughs) there's like one out of like a million that I picked up on. And Billy Loomis, I guess I got that too. Sydney mentioned Lord this is one of Robbie's things Sydney mentions the town that dreaded sundown while she doing Tatum or buying food for the party and this dude have you ever
0: seen that movie no Has anybody ever seen town (sighs) at the dreaded sundown
1: I feel like no if
0: you haven't stop what you're doing and go watch it
1: this guy we're watching it and he brings it up to me and I'm like first of all I don't remember this stupid fucking line it's like randomly mentioned in the movie." I don't remember this and he's looking at me like I'm ridiculous because I don't know what he's talking mm-hmm. about when he's bringing up the town, that dreaded sundown. So here you go. I threw it in here. I made sure I referenced it All for right. you even better. All right. Oh, my goodness. We mentioned this before when Billy's licking the fake blood off his fingers and he says it's actually corn syrup and food coloring, the same stuff that they used as pigs, like blood and, and carry. Dairy. Yep. there's another Italian for you as Stu and billy reveal themselves to sydney as the killers they stand head to head which echoes a famous still photo from the film the thing with two heads from 1972.
0: oh man i didn't get that either
1: Mm-mm. no but it does look very creepy so yeah i could see why they they did that
0: you know you can where that scene was shot the house you can actually rent it as an airbnb i'm
1: sure you can I'm i sure think we can. should
0: definitely do that
1: maybe someday there are a lot of films that are briefly mentioned during a scene in which billy and Stu visit randy at work when he's at the video store films that randy mentions include candyman the howling prom night everybody's all american and frankenstein is showing on the tv monitors inside the theater inside the video store
0: now let's be honest who who misses video stores
1: they were fun. They were a to. lot of fun,
0: especially back in the day, when you would yeah. get, go get your popcorn, your videos,
1: mm-hmm. and you'd
0: be set for the weekend.
1: Yeah, for those Gen Zers, you never got a chance or younger,
0: you're missed out, missed out.
1: It was a thing. Yeah, yeah. it was fun to go and pick and look through the movies. And yeah, not the anymore. Everything's so accessible, the
0: blockbusters, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. You'd always get popcorn and soda mm-hmm. and like taffy. Because mm-hmm. they had it right near the register. Yeah,
1: it was just like going to the movie theater. The same snacks and everything were there. Yep. Except you made your own popcorn. But right so. mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun.
0: It was. You guys missed out.
1: And during that party scene when partygoers are struggling with which movie to watch, the possibilities include The Evil Dead, Hellraiser, The Fog, and Terror Train. So there you go. Lots and lots of other references to other movies. Lots of them now we just have some general trivia that didn't really fit into those other sections so we've already mentioned this the original title was scary movie which they changed i believe the
0: i'm glad they did
1: i i want to say the studio was like eh, about the name scary movie and then they came up with scream
0: yeah i'm glad they changed but scream's
1: it Scream's a good yeah screams a good title i like it henry winkler we mentioned he was the principal yeah. So if you don't know who Henry Winkler is, Google him. But he was in Happy Days, The Fonz. He's the Fonz. When he opens his closet door during his seam, there's a black leather Fonzie jacket hanging up. Oh, that was pretty funny. And he also looks in the mirror and he does like the Fonzie move with his hair. Like yeah. The same sort of thing. Yeah. So that was pretty funny too. Fun little tie-ins there. Matthew Lillard was cast as Stu by chance after he accompanied his then girlfriend to an unrelated audition taking place elsewhere in the same building. The casting director Lisa Beach saw Lillard in the hallway and asked him to audition for the part and he got into the role with incredible ferocity which he wow. does throughout the whole movie so I could definitely see him doing that for the audition too.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah he's got a lot of energy at the I end of the I can see day. that. I mean, he seems like he probably still has a lot of energy. Yeah. Even all these years later. Drew Barrymore and Nev Campbell never met Roger Jackson, the actor who played the voice behind Ghostface, before shooting commenced. Whenever they're talking on the phone to the killer, they're actually talking to him. So
0: he was somewhere offset.
1: Yeah, he was actually speaking to them directly on the phone. Wes
0: Craven did that. So it's more creepier. (laughs)
1: And actually, none of the cast met him because, as you said, Craven thought it'd be better to bring out the shock reactions that he needed. Mm-hmm. So you didn't want to meet the guy because I'm sure he was much nicer in person than he sounded on the phone. Yeah. And Courtney Cox actually approached production to pursue the role of Gale.
0: Really? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. She was interested in playing a bitch character to offset her nice friend's, friends image. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is all around the same time. Yep. Yeah. And that image, the nice character, is actually the main reason why production initially refused to even consider her for the part. But she continued to lobby the studio because she felt she could believably play the character. And obviously she succeeded in getting the role.
0: Yes, she did. And
1: I'm glad because I really do like her. I think the movie
0: would be different without her. Yeah. She brings something to the character Mm -hmm. and to the movie to give it that extra feel. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so I'm glad that she made it on. Jamie Kennedy was chosen for the role of Randy because he would often improvise humor into his lines, which made Wes, Wes Craven laugh. And I just thought that was and a nice I, I
0: know Wes Craven, I, when Jamie Kennedy was auditioning for that, he mm-hmm. had the role of Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And so you know, in that movie, he had to dye his hair pink. Yeah. And when they saw him to come up and shoot, mm-hmm. his hair was pink and mm-hmm. they were worried that Oh, man, your hair's pink. What mm-hmm. are we going to do? But it yeah. was washable. Yeah. So you could he could just wash it out. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the things they were really worried about.
1: They didn't want him to have pink hair as Randy.
0: Right. That um, makes
1: sense. I don't think it would have fit the character. No. Mm-mm. Did you know that the use of caller ID increased more than threefold after the release of this film?
0: Say that one more time.
1: The use of caller ID.
0: color ID. Okay.
1: Increased more than threefold I'm after sure. the release of this I'm film. Sure. And I'm... Um, can see why yeah yeah that yeah, makes sense the film was released in december five days before christmas as we said the studio did this because during the holiday season yeah. family friendly movies are usually released yep that's all there is to see right the studio wanted to give the horror audience something to go see during a time when there would be no other horror movies
0: yep i mean think about it if you would have done that in october chances are halloween would have been out or
1: Something similar. Something
0: similar to that. And yeah. so w- doing this, it gave all the attention to Scream. Mm-hmm. And that's why.
1: It opened at number four with 6.4 million, as we said, which made the studio think that the film had flopped, but there was a lot of good word of mouth. And so it became more successful at the box office. And as we said, it actually. Made a lot of money at the end of the day, Yeah, every week it went up or it stayed in the same place at the box office and by the end of its run, we said it made over $100 million so. Yeah, that is one of those things and it's so different nowadays too, because now everyone can just go see the movie and you instantly can see what everyone's thinking right mm-hmm. where it's TikTok or instagram or news stories on Google, you can see but in 1996 there wasn't like that so it would literally have to be like oh maybe you read something in the newspaper your friend went to go see it or your friend's friend went to go see it and said oh you guys should check out this movie right so it really was when they say word of mouth it was really word word of mouth mouth. yeah it's not the same like it is today where it's more instantaneous right Mm -hmm.
0: all the tiktoks and instagrams and facebook's we didn't have that back in the day a little bit
1: different yeah which i just i think that's cool that it worked for this movie Wes Craven had initially turned down the film did you know that
0: I did know that
1: he was busy developing a remake of The Haunting and was considering distancing himself from the horror genre in general. He was confronted by a young little boy fan who was about 10 and the boy supposedly accused craven of going soft and that he had more guts back in the day when he was making movies like the last house on the left <laughs> i don't know how true this is but this is a story so that pushed Wes craven over the edge and then he called miramax back and was like all right i'll do scream
0: uh, cool i hope
1: that's true though because they got to that little
0: kid yeah i have scream without super you Super
1: funny the film was sent to the mpaa who does the the film ratings you right now over nine times for reconsideration, as they were going to slap the movie with an NC-17 rating.
0: That would have killed your movie back in the day.
1: With each time the MPAA made Wes Craven cut out more of the film's gore and heavy shots, Bill Weinstein eventually had to step in, which secured them the R rating. Wes Craven wanted to know, you know, what did you say to them? How did you get them to finally give us the R rating? And apparently, Weinstein told the writers to view the movie more as a comedy and not as a horror film. And this changed their viewpoint. So, I guess when the school thought it was a comedy, they maybe they were right. Maybe. It definitely has comedy elements, but it's still a horror film. But anyway, so as I said, Drew Barrymore was originally cast as Sydney and was eventually played by Neff Campbell. But Drew insisted that she play Casey, a victim in the opening scene, because it would make the audience think anything could happen. And she was given top billing on the posters to mislead the audience, which we kind of talked about, but still very cool. That is
0: the best thing about Scream. hmm Can I'm, you imagine
1: the first time you go in, in 1996 to see the movie and you have no idea that Drew Barrymore is about to get it?
0: I know, right? In the you, first 12 minutes. Of you the pay film. for it because of Drew Barrymore and then she dies and you're like, what the fuck?
1: Mm-hmm. Super funny. Super cool. Oh, so yeah. creative! I love it.
0: It was very cool
1: when Sydney comes out. And this is a, towards the end of the film when she comes out of the closet and she stabs Billy with the umbrella. Do you remember? She's dressed as Ghostface at this time, mm-hmm. and she attacks him with the umbrella. So the stunt man was supposed to hit a pad that was on Ski Ulrich's chest, which makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be an area where he needs to hit. The first hit made it on the pad, but the second one slipped, and the stunt man really hit him in the chest he really hit him wow which is a big deal because the actor has metal wiring beneath his skin from an open heart surgery that he had as a child and it causes him intense pain if it's struck or has pressure pouts applied to it so, when the umbrella really hit him in the chest, his shocked expression and scream of pain were real. It was genuine.
0: Really? I did not know that. And
1: Wes Craven kept it in because he liked the authenticity.
0: So did they. I'm sure they had to cut after it.
1: I would imagine. imagine The poor guy. Uh, what you do for cinema. Yep, but it made it in the movie. And I know I told you this not too long ago. In this scene where Billy throws the phone at Stu... The fake blood on Skeet's hands were so slippery that the phone actually slipped out of his hand and then accidentally hit Matthew in the head. And his reaction is Stu is also, if I remember right, real. Right. <laughs> it's just like, you know, basically you hit me in the fucking head with the phone. Are you serious right now?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because it wasn't supposed to happen. I thought
0: that was scripted when you, before you told me that. Yeah. And
1: that makes me laugh too. Just the way he did it. But it's in the film now. So. Yeah. All right, so some favorite quotes from the movie, you may have more different ones. Obviously, I know your favorite one.
0: What's your favorite scary movie? No,
1: do you like scary do movies? Do you like scary
0: movies? is
1: another big one. You never told me your name. Why do you need to know my name?
0: Because I want to know who I'm looking at.
1: I love that. It's so creepy. Oh my goodness. I just ew, gives you chills. And what do you want?
0: to see what your insides look like.
1: Yeah, it's so gross. Ghostface has so many rude things to say. Tatum, I love this. No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the, the sequel. sequel. Did not work out for her. <laughs>
0: no, she no. did not make
1: it to the sequel. Stu says, we put her out of her misery because when he's talking about, let's back this up, he's talking about yeah, Sydney's mother, mother. Maureen. We put her out of her misery because let's face it, 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 Sydney, your mother was mm. no Sharon Stone um oh,
0: that's one of the best lines of the whole movie another classic. no Sharon Stone
1: another classic Robbie could probably quote the entire movie but yeah that's some of the the best ones and then of course we have There's Randy
0: certain rules
1: there are rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie number one you can never have sex big no no sex equals death okay number two you can never drink or do drugs this sin factor it's a sin it's an extension of number one and number three never ever ever under any circumstance say i'll, I'll be, be right, right back. back because you won't, you won't be back
0: you won't and funny thing is when you see our movie for the mm-hmm. jay uh, O-I-F. oif this Scene will tie into our movie. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'll have we'll post our movie when it comes out mm-hmm. so you guys can see it.
1: Yep. Got some inspiration there. So and Ravi frequently likes to say this last line to me from Ghostface. If you wanna do your your lovely little thing, no, you listen to me.
0: No, you listen to me, bitch. If you hang up on me
1: again, I'll cut you like a fish. So pleasant. That's great. So pleasant to listen to. Oh boy! So that's all the the fun behind the scenes, facts and trivia that I had. But any general thoughts that you want to share about the movie? If you've movie? not
0: seen this movie, definitely go out and see it. Rent it. It's on HBO. Mm-hmm. You can rent it or you can view it on HBO. I think it's on Amazon as well. We own that it. So. I own all of them because yeah. I like the DVD commentary because mm-hmm. I wanted to know everything about this movie Wes mm-hmm. Craven how he shot it yep. like with me is I like to watch the movie with the commentary on mm-hmm. because it's like a two hour film school and you yeah. get to realize like why did they set up this shot why did they do this why did they do that
1: and it's got fun behind the scenes right things and there's always deleted scenes and whatnot too on the exactly the DVDs or blu-rays
0: exactly mm-hmm. I mean I'm glad they actually decided to put out another one even though Wes Craven passed away. Mm-hmm. That was the holdup yeah. of why the franchise haven't moved forward. But I'm glad we, we'll, we'll talk about that film when we get there. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of jumping the gun here. Yeah. But I'm glad that we got over that hurdle.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I think what's fun too about Scream is there's the whole It aspect. This is not Michael Myers. Right. Right? Or leatherface
0: or jason or freddie
1: where you're just like oh it's a scary monster coming to get me this is okay sydney knows this well two people but you know for most of the movie you think it's one you're supposed right. to think it's one person the whole time you're just like so sydney knows this person this is somebody she's interacted with someone around her in mm-hmm. theory that's another interesting part is because you spend the movie looking for clues so who is it am i right am i wrong like oh Billy got arrested he had the phone it's definitely him but then Billy gets released because she gets another phone call and you think oh it wasn't him not knowing or maybe you did figure it out I don't know that there were two killers so that's always fun for the screen movies especially as you go into the the sequels and trilogy whatever all the movies you know now there's gonna be two killers right and you know it's somebody that you've seen on screen so who is it they
0: always introduce the killer early in the movie
1: mm-hmm. so they're You've there you know
0: you're like oh you probably said no it couldn't be be them but you know the way they build it up
1: mm-hmm. is always great i never figured it out so i'm sure you figured it out did you figure it out for this one when you saw it the first time
0: i remember when this came out uh i was very young
1: mm-hmm.
0: my mother my mom was alive she mm-hmm. let it i watched it at her apartment my mm-hmm. dad found out that um we watched this movie and he was pissed he was like i can't believe you let them watch this movie and i was hooked i was like i loved it have been since like
1: 12.
0: i was probably 11, 11 when i times. saw this
1: yeah
0: i remember watching it with her and her boyfriend that's probably why i like this movie so much is because i this is one of my few moments that i've had with my mother mm-hmm. and my dad flipped out like oh i can't believe you let them watch him watch this movie mm-hmm. but I I remember figuring it out because you know this is what I wanted to do. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I know who the killer is."
1: Did you know it was two, or did you just think one or the other?
0: At first, I thought it was one, mm-hmm. but throughout the movie, I did think it was two. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. that's such a good twist, though. If you hadn't seen the movie before,
0: absolutely, mm-hmm. this is one of the these movies that are before their time. Mm-hmm. That's why I think the franchise still stands up today. I agree because of all the horror movies i mean can you imagine writing the script on this
1: I, and heaven is insane
0: having to know all the horror movie stuff and tying in this line tying yep. in that line and is then it's crazy the
1: whole fact that now you've got two killers who are dressed exactly the same so now in your mind you always have to know who's where right to know we don't really know which killer is which you can figure it out as we But at the end of the day, you have to know doing the script. Like, okay, this is Stu as Ghostface. This is Billy as Ghostface. Imagine
0: shooting this like the production schedule. Okay, you're on the suit. You're in the suit. Blah blah blah. I I think
1: from what I understood, though, it was from what I also I think read in here too. It's basically stuntman the whole time. So it was one person really in the suit, but right. You know. Not really. The characters alternate who's in the suit.
0: They're paying their actors too much money to actually be in there.
1: Plus, they got to do all that running around in that ridiculous robe, and you don't right. want them tripping and hurting themselves. And...
0: Mm-hmm. Then you have time off yeah. from the shoot,
1: so it makes sense. Yeah, because Ghostface is never.
0: Who do you think it is?
1: Well, I was gonna say it's never particularly graceful, but also that. Right, Ghostface falls over things a lot, runs into things, gets knocked over, and gets hit. And
0: and you're just like, really, you can't take this person. When you're watching it, you're you're just like, how can you not just like beat up this guy and keep it moving?
1: I think this is why I like it too. It's like the Michael Myers thing, where Michael like walks so fucking slow everywhere, and no one can outrun him. And it's like the same thing. Ghostface never has his shit together, right. but no one can escape him. right Sydney, okay, to be fair, Sydney. But everybody else, I'm just like, how are you getting stuck by this guy? I'd
0: be gone, boom. People, <sighs> you. I mean, in horror movies, you're running up the stairs when you should be running outside.
1: I Which mean, Sydney makes a big point of in this movie too. It's another fun line when she's yeah. explaining why everybody is an idiot in horror movies and then proceeds to do the same thing.
0: Absolutely. Mm, She didn't take her own advice.
1: No. Well, to be fair, she did try and go out the door and then she couldn't get the door unlocked or whatever. So yeah. So then she ended up going upstairs, but still not a smart move. Right. When you're in a scary movie at all.
0: So again, if you have not seen this movie, definitely check it out.
1: So much fun. So
0: much fun. Yeah. Wes Craven is very iconic director. Rest in peace, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Wes Craven. Thank you for Scream, the franchise. And Mm -hmm. we're excited to do Scream 2 next.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. just in case you want to look up any of the fun facts that we shared today, behind the scenes stuff. Again, if you buy the movie, that's a good reason to to purchase it for some of the stuff like the commentary and whatnot. Also, of course, I used IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Scream Wiki. There's also this great one called Dead Meat wiki which will include like kill counts and who did what with the kills oh i'm so glad i found them because it helps a lot when i'm trying to put this together so shout out to them and whoever put the articles together for all the screen movies it's a lot of work i'm sure oh yeah yeah but yeah so So overall love this movie two thumbs up
0: two thumbs up yeah we watch it
1: every Every year every
0: halloween at least once a year sometimes we watch it even more like if we can't figure out what we want to watch Oh, let's just watch Scream.
1: Mm-hmm. Even
0: in December, we'll mm-hmm. watch it.
1: Yeah, it's fun.
0: It's a fun movie.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yep, definitely check Thank it out. Thank you and... for
0: tuning in to our first episode.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Please come back for our second one. What yes. what, what movie are we
1: going to be doing? Well, as you said, Scream. Scream 2. two. Yeah, we're going to knock out all the Scream movies. That's the plan. So just as a little feature reference, we're going to do all of the Scream movies. Then we're going to move into Halloween. Halloween will be a little tricky because... We all know what a hot mess. Yes. The whole Halloween franchise is. So we're gonna Absolutely. kinda stick with the John Carpenter character. Right. we're not gonna include like Ron Zombie's Rob Zombie's version just yet. We will come back to him at right. a later date.
0: Eventually we'll do Rob Zombie as a whole. Yeah. Because I love Rob Zombie as a director, movie, producer, mm-hmm. horror director. Yeah. He he's just like Wes Craven. He should get his own genre yeah the plan category the way
1: I kind of figured we would do it is well we're going to start off with scream and then we'll run through a bunch of the Halloween movies and then we'll start doing just director focused so we'll come back to Wes Craven and look at some of his other movies that he's produced well obviously Rob Zombie's on the list there's more John Carpenter films we want to take a look at Jordan Peele we'll go ahead and knock those out too so yeah we've got a lot of plans
0: a lot of a lot of shows to come
1: Uh huh. So, this is just the first one. So, thanks so much for
0: listening. Yes. Thank you guys.
1: All right. We will see you next time. Bye. You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast is produced and hosted by Robbie and Sammy Brooksby as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Podcast Network. Post production and intro by Sammy Brooksby. Follow the show on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. You can also follow the Limitless Broadcasting Company at Limitless Broadcasting and your horror hosts at Robert1950Studios and at The Samilam, We also have a TikTok at 1950Studios. Email your creepy comments and spooky suggestions to us at boogeymanpod at gmail.com. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. Have a horrific week!